Welcome to Feminine Fitness, a podcast for women that want to make simple shifts in their fitness and nutrition that make a big difference. I'm your host, Joelle, and I've been a health and fitness coach for over a decade. I teach women how to look and feel vibrant every day with workouts, food, and mindset changes that support feminine hormone cycles. Each episode, I will give simple tips that are easy to implement that align your goals with cycle syncing. If you feel like achieving your health and fitness goals is always a fight against your body, I want to help you stop the struggle and work with your body. I'm so glad you're here and welcome to today's episode. Hello, my friend. Welcome to today's podcast episode. This is going along with the series of a day in my life, going through the the different phases of our cycle. I'm going to be talking about early luteal phase today. So I will do an early luteal phase day in the life and also a late luteal day um, in the life because I do think that they are different. (laughs) They are very different because in my experience, I do find that in early luteal phase, I do still feel pretty high energy. My mood, energy, and emotion is pretty much in the same realm of ovulation and follicular because remember when your hormones are rising and falling throughout your cycle, it is done in kind of a gradual way, like thinking of a bell curve. And in this phase of our cycle, we're in the part of the bell curve where estrogen and energy has peaked and we are coming to the lower side of that estrogen peak. And so estrogen is going down towards the end, you know, and progesterone is rising, but it's really kind of moderate in this phase typically. So I do find that it's not a huge dip outside of what my energy is like in follicular or ovulation. I will preface and say before we roll in too deep to this podcast episode, I am recording this when I have a little one at home with me who's got a little bit of a stomach situation going on. He's in the other room watching a show. You may hear the show in the background. You may hear him pop in. I can kind of hear the echo of the show in my headphones, so I hope it doesn't bother you, but this is real life, work from home, mom life. I made a list of the important things I wanted to get done today, and because I am in this phase right now, I wanted to share with you what a typical day in early luteal looks like for me. And once again, I am going to start with talking about the schedule, and then once I've gone through the schedule, I will talk about the what. So with luteal phase, I tend to really slow down my energy when I'm doing things. And what I mean by that is I'm not like getting out of bed and being like, okay, I'm going to get X, Y, Z done. I'm going to get ahead on the day. I really let my body rest. I really try to optimize my sleep because when we are coming into luteal phase, our cortisol levels are on the rise. So that means it could maybe disturb some of our sleep patterns or make us just feel overstressed from the moment we wake up. And so I don't want to start my day with the rush right away. But on this day, and because of daylight savings time, my oldest was up at 4.40 in the morning, which would have been 5.40 at the previous time, which would have been a perfectly, at about 
find time for him to wake up. But we are in the adjustment of daylight savings. And so he, I told him it was still night, night time. And he wanted to climb into bed with us. And he was in bed with us until about 5.15 because his brother started to wake up. But all you need to know is, is that from 4.40 in the morning to 8 a.m., I was in mom mode. I got the kids up, dressed, breakfast, and off to daycare like in every other phase, right? Because no matter what phase we're in, there's going to be things that we have to do in every single phase. Am I right? From... When I got home at around eight o'clock, I really felt like I wanted to start tackling my to-do list. So from eight to 10, I worked. 10 o'clock, I did my workout. Then I showered and got ready and had lunch. And then I got a little bit more work done. Then I kind of just checked out at around two o'clock in the afternoon. And at two o'clock in the afternoon, I kind of was like, what's done is done. My brain is at its max capacity. And from two, I read my um, nutritionist course textbook. So I was getting caught up on some of my reading while also kind of simultaneously getting things done around the house until four o'clock. Then once four o'clock comes, I drive, go get the kids from daycare and it's dinner, fam time up until guess what? My kids were in bed by 7 p.m. and we could not hold them off any longer. <laughs> this is a, it is a tr- tough transition with daylight savings time around here because when it gets dark outside so early, it's hard keeping my kids up later because it's dark <laughs> and my body and their body tells us go to bed. When it's dark, go to bed. When it's light, wake up. And so it's just a tough transition time. We'll get through it. I don't need to, to any moms out there, just know you'll adjust and adapt. And it's fine if it's been daylight savings for five days or a week or two, and you're still in an adjustment phase of it and it's not all perfect. It's okay. You will adjust over time. Don't stress about it. Then after the kids were in bed, my husband and I watched the season four premiere of Yellowstone. We are in love with that show. We are obsessed. We are so grateful that it is back in our lives because having a show to watch together and we sit close to each other. Sometimes we have snacks, sometimes we don't, but we really do love watching a show together, but we don't really like the same shows, if I'm being completely honest. My husband isn't a TV person, really, And I like more lighthearted shows and things like that. But we both like Yellowstone. And we watched the season four premiere and it was awesome. 10 out of 10. After the season premiere was done, I read a little bit and fell asleep. So that was the schedule outline of my day. Now let's go into the details of like what and how I did and how it's specific to luteal phase. So with working out, I did a wonderful class. Oh my gosh, you guys need to try it. It is a meditate, it was a yoga and meditation class on body, Beach Body Interactive, done by Elise. And Elise is the creator of Bar Blend. She is just a light and a joy. And in luteal phase, and the things that she talked about, it was actually a specific class for World Mental Health Day. And it was about 20 minutes of a very, a very beginner yoga practice. Like it wasn't hard. I'm not a yogi. I'm not super flexible anymore. I'm moderately flexible, 
but and it, it wasn't too challenging. It was easy to follow along with. And then it ended with 10 minutes of meditation. And in the class, they were really talking about going inward and supporting yourself and loving yourself and being kind to yourself while being kind to others. And it was just so uplifting. And that's the type of thing I really crave during luteal phase. And sometimes that does come in the form of strength training. I don't do yoga often, but I really just was like, how can I try something different and see how my body responds to it? And because I did a more um, life-giving instead of depleting workout, I had very good energy throughout the rest of the day. On other days when I'm in luteal phase and I push myself too hard, yeah, I may feel fine during the workout, but I tend to lose steam way faster and then like my like get to a point where my eyes will not stay open anymore. And I don't want that. I'm a mom now. Like it's not worth it for me to push and push and push and push and push. So as you know, in my day in the life of follicular and ovulation, I... I used my energy when it was there and I maximized it, but I also pull back and rest and restore and do things different when the energy isn't there and that supports us long-term. So for work, I was doing a lot more behind the scenes stuff, kind of the completions of what I did in follicular and ovulation. With work, I edited and uploaded and put the captions and the links of my podcast episodes. I pretty much scheduled out all of November's podcast episodes. I still have to record three more, but I did a ton of editing and uploading and linking and scheduling and all of that, which felt really, really good. I also did a lot of behind the scenes stuff for a one day event, a, um, what are we calling it again? A glow with grace event that happened in November. I did a lot of, I did the graphics for that. I created the Facebook group for that. I wrote the description in there for that. I talked to my team about what the group is about. I shared it on my stories. I hope you guys were in that group. I just really wanted to give a lighthearted, positive space for people to come check out what it is to be a part of this community. And you can take advantage of our $7 day pass if you want to or not. You're gonna, they got a free meal plan. Like it was really a cool group. I'll leave the group link in this episode's description. Like the group isn't active right now, but all the information is still in there. And so you guys can go ahead, go look around in there, listen to the trainings, check out the meal plan, check out how you get access to that $7 day pass and just check it out if you want to. But I was doing a lot of the behind the scenes stuffs. And then I created the one-on-one -on -one form for my one-on-one -on -one client coaching that I'm going to be offering for you that, for those of you who are interested in me being your nutritionist, fitness coach for feminine fitness. This is outside of Beachbody. So if you are not a client of mine, if you are a customer with somebody else, but you still want help with your cycle syncing, fitness, and nutrition goals, you can fill out that um, Google Doc and we will be in touch. So the Google Doc is just an interest intake form. I will leave that in the show notes, but guess what? It's also on my 
Instagram bio. So if you go to my Instagram, you click the link in my bio, it is the second one in my Instagram bio. So it's just an interest form. It's just saying, hey, Joel, I'm kind of interested in this. I want to have a conversation about it. I'll see if I'm a good fit for you, if you're a good fit for me, because you know my time and capacity is limited. And also I get really close with my one-on-one clients. You guys know and heard from Ashley and Abby last year, and it was more than just, here's your health and fitness plan, right? And so I want to make sure that we're both a good fit for each other. But if you're interested in that, fill out the link or the form that's linked in this episode or in my Instagram bio is another place you can find it. For food, nutrition, what was my nutrition like during luteal phase? Now, this tends to be when my chocolate and carbohydrate cravings come on. I talked about in follicular novulation. I don't I notice I have less of an appetite in luteal phase. I start to see that increasing and I do start craving carbs more. And I also wanted I was also glad to document this day because it wasn't perfect. It was not perfect at all. In the morning, I drank my smoothie on the way to bringing the kids to daycare, and then for lunch, I had leftovers from the weekend and it was pasta and salad. Not a bad choice, but definitely not the best, best choice, right? And then for dinner, I was like, I do not feel like cooking at all. And we actually didn't have much for groceries on hand. So I asked my husband to pick up pizza. But I will say, when I was eating the pizza, I did also have carrots along with the pizza. And when I stepped on the scale the next day, I didn't see any sort of fluctuation. So that was good. I made sure to drink a lot of water too. Like I made sure to stay hydrated on top of all that. So in the realm of productivity, like I said, I was more slower paced in my to-dos. I wasn't necessarily rushing myself. I was doing more behind the scenes stuff, but I also made a to-do list that was realistic and I didn't overdo it. I often make a big, long to-do list. I mean, every day I make a to-do list the size of like a Costco receipt because I just add stuff on there and add stuff on there and add stuff on there. And on days like this, I tend to look at my list, tackle the most important things first. So when I have my energy, I'm using it. But then if I kind of come to that time frame where my brain is not working anymore, and yes, I know I have the luxury of being self-employed, I can say, I'm, I'm closing it down at two o'clock. Like I'm closing it down at two o'clock and then I can go about doing some things around the house. But if there were a few things I left on the to-do list undone, I just add them to another day. Maybe I turn the page in my planner or I stick that to-do list um, into a diff- like a different spot and I just let it be. Let it be and let it go. And with our relationships or with my relationships with Obviously, with my husband, we just sat and relaxed. It was very low-key, very inward, just us. But it was the same thing with the kids. You know, with the kids, they were tired from daylight savings. And so we kind of just sat on the couch, watched Paw Patrol, played with Legos a little bit, but not much. They were tired. We were tired and gave them baths and they were off to bed. And we really just tried to keep it so low-key with them as well. So that was a day in my life with luteal phase. I think next 
The next one on late luteal and in menstrual phase, you guys will also find really interesting on how, yes, I'm doing the day-to-day things of what I need to get done, but I'm just making a little bit of changes and tweaking and setting different expectations and activities based on where I'm at in my cycle. So I hope you have enjoyed this series. It's pretty cool. This is just kind of a look and insight on maybe how you can start living more cyclically or how it's realistic to start syncing with your cycle and to start really looking at what are my strengths in each phase and how can I really utilize them and maximize them. And this kind of gives insight to how I how I coach others because the way I do things and how I coach people is the way that I do things myself. And so I'm so excited to bring on a bunch of you guys as new one-on-one clients and you can fill out that form. I'm, I'm truly like you can hear the energy level difference in my voice in today compared to ovulation and follicular. It's oftentimes even with podcasters, I'm like, oh, I know she's in this phase because of how her voice is like emphasizing, but I really, really am truly excited to have a new wave of one-on-one clients to truly take you through that shift of setting expectations that are realistic for you and creating a route and a plan that is supportive of your health, your fitness, your nutrition, yes, but also your productivity, your relationships, your lifestyle. So you as a woman are thriving through every phase. And when you support yourself in this way, you will see that it's easier to work with your body instead of your against your body to get to your goals. You will have a deeper understanding of your body and you will also appreciate your body even more. So I'm excited for that. I hope you guys are having an awesome day and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Also, thank you so much for sharing this. You know, I gave a call out a couple weeks ago about sharing this and you guys came through and I really do appreciate it. It means so much to me. I have so much fun with this podcast. It's my favorite. It's genuinely, genuinely my favorite place to be. And I plan to have even more good stuff coming for you guys nutrition focused and fitness focused because of what I am learning as I am finishing up and going through my nutritionist and certified personal training certifications just is really, really cool. So I'm excited to start working with you, but even more excited for the growth that we are having on this podcast. And that is all thanks to you, my friend. Hold up, my friend. Wait a minute. Do you wish there was a way to stop the weight loss struggle? Let's end the misery of cutting calories and increasing cardio as our only approach to achieving our goals. And I know what it feels like to be constantly obsessing over my body, working out harder, eating less while not seeing results and actually seeing things go completely backwards. Imagine if you knew how to work with your body, what would it be like to deeply know and understand what your body is going through and give it exactly what it needs to look and feel your very best. This is exactly why I created the Feminine Fitness Foundations course, where I teach you how to sync your fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle with your cycle while increasing your metabolism. You will walk away with understanding each phase of your cycle, what is supportive for each phase, And I know that most plans have you focus on what to cut out, 
stop doing or eliminate, but my approach is teaching you to focus on what is supportive for your body and what to do to enhance your everyday life, not deprive you from it. For a limited time, the Feminine Fitness Foundations is available as a self-paced beginner's course. If you get started right now, you will get access to the course and bonus materials like my cycle syncing cheat sheet, meal plan, food list, and four-week strength training program. You guys, go to tinyurl.com forward slash feminine foundations and enroll right now. Like go right now, sister, because I cannot wait to help you realize your hormones are your superpower, not the curse of aunt flow and how to use cycle syncing strategy to work with your body instead of against it. So the link again is tinyurl.com forward slash feminine fitness or you can check out the link in the show notes of this episode, or it's always in my Instagram bio as well.